Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another Hard Truth. Hi, Alana. Hi, David. How are you? Well, well, I'm fine, Alana, uh, although it's been a, a momentous uh, week or so here we've had in, in, in the UK. And, um, you know, we were just talking off air about what's happening here. And the answer is it's 24-7. It's just total news domination, obviously referencing the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and... Uh, King Charles III, who actually came within five miles of me today. Um, Were you in the streets? Uh, well, my local, one of my local villages is called Hillsborough Castle, and, and that is the royal residence in Northern Ireland. And he flew here today, him and the Queen Consort, and so there were about six miles. The, the crowd, I didn't go, the crowd's... I got a better view watching it on TV, Alana. It's very touching. It's very touching. It's as if the... Um, the last vestiges of, of England are just um, clamoring for, for unified uh, experience, even an, an older uh, time, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's very sad, yes. I, I, I think so, you know. I mean, I, I, and we'll talk about this. I, I have different views on monarchy, constitutional monarchy and all of that. But, but I have to say... You I mean, mean different, different to me? <sighs> I'm, I'm not sure. We, we'll explore that together. I, I think we're probably aligned, to be honest. I suspect we are aligned. But, but bear, bearing in mind, I've lived my entire life under constitutional monarchy under Queen Elizabeth. So her death, aged 96, shouldn't have come as a surprise. But, but it is sort of. And, and, and I think I speak for probably millions of Brits who have gone through this strange, turbulent uh, week where the monarch is dead, long live the monarch, because King Charles is now, the, he's the monarch. And, um, you know, so it's been interesting. The media is all over it. It's, they love a rolling news story, Alana, you know, they, they love this sort of stuff. And so- And I, and I noticed, David, that the theme is so supercilious and shallow, and it's forever. If there ever is anything about the monarchy in the news, be it America and your um, puppet American news media, it's, will the monarchy change? Will the younger monarchs be able to bring it into whatever, you know, make it, make it uh, more yeah. up-to-date? That is, seems to be the theme. Well, of course... King Charles III is 73 years old, so he isn't exactly a youngster. Um, and, I mean, he's been there as long as I can remember as well. I mean, he's, 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 he's substantially older than me as well. But, uh, of course. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So, so it's, been, it's, been, it's been really strange. I mean, as I said, I did my own tribute thing uh, last week, um, which was kind of hard because in the moment there is emotion. Uh, there's a lot of emotion, it would have to be said. Even and, uh, a uh, North Irishman? Yeah. A, North, a Northern Irishman. As a Northern Irishman, I look upon the, I mean, the Queen as the head of state, or she, she was, and uh, so we're all impacted. And in actual fact, in Northern Ireland, Alana, when we lived under the threat of terrorism, active terrorism for all those long, long decades, it was from organisations determined to destroy the crown, the crown and to detach us from the rest of the UK. So, so we've got a particular loyalty. And in actual fact, you know, one of the strange things, in some of the most working class estates in Northern Ireland right now, today, mm -hmm you will see vast displays of floral tributes, 
um, you know, paintings on on how on gable ends, it, it, stunning, stunning stuff, and it it is a visceral, it's a visceral sense of loyalty. Do you know, and, and that's why it's so hard to explain. Um, I'm not saying the heartlessness, the scumminess. Heartlessness, when you say the heartlessness, heartless response of some uh, individuals on social media yeah. or in, in American media and academia, uh, it's almost like the victim impact statements in in courts, which I think are so stupid, where a victim's relative gets up and pleads with a ruthless creep um please say sorry why did you do this it's so silly so um you know us being offended at these uh atavistic feral creatures whom we've elevated and are now expressing contempt for the queen queen as a representative of as the head of the british former Brit british empire is is ridiculous we should just well, 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 yeah. I mean, one of Alana, I wanted to ask you. I mean, I would say the mood in the UK would be massively and overwhelmingly sympathetic. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I've, I've seen evidence of that upfront and personal. So that's no doubt about that. But I'm, I've been saying, I've been shocked at, especially on social media and from American people, lots of American people, hostility, hostility, basically. Anti, it's, it's, is it anti-monarchist? Is it just anti-Queen Elizabeth? To what do you attribute it, Alana? Well, um, it, at least in my column, I made the point that there's nothing left of, of America except in small pockets of mega America. There's nothing left of the authentic America. And so the only way we can... Um, display or exhibit American exceptionalism is by distinguishing ourselves from your constitutional monarchy and your um, deceased monarch and, um, you know, pumping up our position as a so-called, well, a democracy, a raw, ripe, hideous democracy, whereas we are supposed to be also a constitutional republic, if not a yeah. constitutional monarchy. But this is one way to show American exceptionalism. It's, it's also um, an in-your-face radicalism because we've we've discussed this on Hard Truth before. Under when we when we discuss wokeism, woke comes from America and is being dispersed across the world. And she does represent the monarchy. Represents the last vestiges of uh, the ancient English tradition. So yeah, it's a sort of spiteful thing. We are better than you. Um, and you're such throwbacks for still to have a monarchy. Yeah, well, well yeah, that's fascinating because it, it, it is, I do pick this up. I, I, I even thought I've got what I would see as American allies of myself on other topics, but not on this one. On really? this one, I wouldn't yeah. Is that... It, it, I'm surprised. I, I'm honestly surprised. I, I assume it'll be interesting to get the feedback from people who watch this. And by the way, make sure if you do watch this, you subscribe to this. Um, it'll be interesting to see what people say. But but I kind of thought that the UK and US were kind of aligned. And, you know, OK, I know that you, the US came out of the UK. But when it comes to this one, it's... Oh, we, are, um, we are a rib from your rib cage. Yeah, yeah. But but then you turn on us in this moment of our grief. 
And I mean, <laughs> not you, no, no, I'm, I'm euphemistically you. But yeah, I mean, it's the equivalent of when JFK was shot or, what, or whatever, you know, in, in American past, if Brits had have turned around and go, well, you know, yeah, that's what you guys kind of deserve. What? Or 9-11. Or 9-11, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it honestly feels like that. I, I'm thick-skinned enough, Alana, to be able to kind of let it bounce off me. But but I have been shocked, and I'm conscious. If I put, as I say, um, King Charles arrived five miles away from me this afternoon, and uh, just outside the, the, the castle, and I'm there very regularly at the castle, because it's a lovely coffee shop, lovely big gardens, and I visit it every week. Sounds dreamy. Sounds dreamy. It's lovely, Alam. I'll send you some images. It's beautiful. And just outside the entrance to that castle, all the people have come and they've left all this, like a, a carpet of floral, floral tributes to, to, to Queen Elizabeth. And, and you know, I, 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 sort of, I see all that there and it's so touching. And, and, and then I see what I see in social media. And I just think... I can't give, give me an example what what uh, you're referring to on social media. Well, well, well I mean, I see full-on onslaught on the, the monarchy. The, clearly, there's... You mean answer. from outside as well as from the, the racial haters? Yeah, yeah, from both sides. And I'm, I'm taking it at and saying, well, you know, hang on a second. Constitutional monarchy we've had from 1688. So, you know, it's been around longer than the United States, heads up. And it goes back even to arguably Magna Carta before that, Lana, oh, yeah. which you're familiar with. So, so our settlement, this constitutional monarchy, and it's not perfect. And there's, and, and I'm gonna, I want to play you a clip of something, a short clip. I'm gonna play you a clip of something uh, because I'm critical too. But even the, I can't dispute one thing. It's worked. It's held together this country for centuries. And as a, as a solution, Alana, it. It, it kind of does do its thing. You know, we don't have revolutions here. Now, maybe we should, but we don't. We, 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 we kind of work. And for the last 70 years under Queen Elizabeth, things kind of worked. Now, I've got issues with that in other regards, but, but it, it kind of works. So therefore, I don't understand why people start bitching about the fact, oh, you know, we're too good to have a monarchy, blah, blah, blah. That annoys me. But... I yeah, well, that's, well that's, that's again, as I said, it's the only way America can now, which America, which is absolutely rudderless, the only thing we have in common and we unite around is the which football uh, team do you support, you know? Um, go Seahawks, you know? If I don't say go Seahawks in, in my state, I, I'm an outsider. That's what unites us. So yeah. there's so little that unites us and... and the monarchy uh, is so extensive and it goes back, as you say, centuries. It is yeah. a substantive and also let's let's uh, let's be clear. It's part of your constitutional theme, uh, uh, dis constitutional dispensation. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. It's just a decorative um, aspect no, no. of, of gov government. You know, it, it absolutely is. And, and, and as I say, like it, it does sort of function. Uh, and it 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 is it has kept us as a as a nation. Um, it's we've survived the end of empire. We survived that, and we are where we are. And uh, yeah, so I, I I'm I'm kind of I'm reasonably comf comfortable with it. 
And I don't. Oh, I'm, looking... very, I'm very comfortable with um, noblesse oblige and yeah. the the, the um, landed aristocracy. Uh, I'm a reactionary, and I, um, you know, I completely ad adopt and identify with Hans Hopper's thesis uh, from his wonderful book, um, Democracy: The God That Failed, in which he shows um, analytically and historically that. Um, he says, democracy has succeeded where monarchy only made a modest beginning in the ultimate destruction of the natural elites, and the natural elites were so, so important. The fortunes of great families have dissipated, and the tradition of a culture of economic independence, intellectual farsightedness, and moral and spiritual leadership has been lost and forgotten. Rich men, uh, even in those comedies, what's to the manor born? You remember that? Yeah. I, do. Um, What's I mean, there's, there's definitely noblesse oblige, um, noblesse oblige, um, you know, the duty of, of the the lord of the manor to to help, to love, to be kind. And um, it's no it no longer exists because this this was uh, dissipated by various uh, legislative. Um, do you still even have a house of lords that is any way noble? No. No, 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 and that, that, that's such an important balance to power because uh, these the, it it's it's our equivalent of uh, all those checks and balances against raw mm -hmm. democracy. The monarchy is elitist; it's supposed to be. Um, yep. I would say that that uh, in many in the best of cases, it's acted as a natural aristocracy has and. Um, Thomas Jefferson spoke about a natural aristocracy that is there on merit rather than on, on um, privilege of birth. But in many cases, the great families of the landed aristocracy acted, you know, with a responsible, as responsible natural arist aristocrats would. You, you mentioned, though, that there is sort of the ancient traditions Alana, and that's what's so apparent to me as, as we talk for this hard truth. You can, I can look back now and we can see whenever uh, Queen Elizabeth's father died and what happened then and the events and, and what's happening now. It's oh, that's same. beautiful. That ceremony was... Which... The continuity, going back centuries, is... Is, is, is it's probably the best bit of British. There's something there going to the fact that Queen Queen Elizabeth, she 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 although she died at Balmoral in Scotland, she lived at Windsor Castle, which was built essentially in 1066. So you know th there's a line of history that is kind of awesome, and, and and maybe it's supposed to make us commoners feel kind of awestruck. But I mean, I've been in Windsor Castle, I've been in these places, and. Uh, and it's just it's just remarkable and uh you know but now hang on i just wanted to say one thing um, Won't you just show me some clip yeah you see i'm not starry eyed and and i've got a clip it's only last for a minute alana because i know you like short clips well um, our, our viewers like short everyone likes short clips because that's the world in which we live but <laughs> you see i do i'll play you this and uh, but before we play, just to let you know, this is taken from 1957 from the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II's first ever Christmas message, which was broadcast to the British people. I'm going to just play you a clip of it because then I want I want to talk to you about. Well, it'll become obvious if we can play the clip. Um, hopefully now. L listen to this. That it's possible for some of you to see me today is just another example 
of the speed at which things are changing all around us. Because of these changes, I'm not surprised that many people feel lost and unable to decide what to hold on to and what to discard, how to take advantage of the new life without losing the best of the old. But it's not the new inventions which are the difficulty. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. They would have religion thrown aside, morality in personal and public life made meaningless, honesty counted as foolishness, and self-interest set up in place of self-restraint. At this critical moment in our history, we will certainly lose the trust and respect of the world if we just abandon those fundamental principles which guided the men and women who built the greatness of this country and Commonwealth. So, Alana. Yeah, well, when I hear, um, when I hear um, the late Queen Elizabeth II saying these things, I quite feel quite angry on behalf of, of England um, that this is something, and I've been around as long as you, David, this is something we have not heard from her in a long time. And I, every time I um, write about her, I write about the marvellous speech she gave when the children were evacuated. I think she was, I don't know, a mere teenager when she drove the truck in the Second, yep. in the second yep. World War. But the marvellous speech she gave consoling the children who had to be evacuated to America, Canada, and the countryside when England during the Blitz. Um, and those things I hearken back to, but I saw nothing of this in, in past centuries. I think she, as our friend, um, my own friend, uh, Sean Gabb, Dr. Sean Gabb, a paleo-libertarian thinker in, in England, uh, he wrote he wrote very sympathetically recently because, like you, he was struck by emotion but 10 years ago, he wrote 60 years a rubber stamp. Yeah, I think we've, we've got it. I think we can, can we, I think we can bring this up, Alana. I think we have it. Briefly, um, briefly. <laughs> briefly. Briefly. There you go. <laughs> yes. you go, go. Go and read it for yourselves. But yes, uh, yes. actually, Alana, the, it's a really interesting article. I should the, go over the salient points, which I have. Um, yeah. Once this is over, I will. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But, but oh. at the end. The salient points Sean Gabb made, uh, which I found, I recently wrote this, and I was obviously very touched like you. I did not know many things that, that our scholarly friend brought up, and those are that she had great powers. I thought she was merely reduced to a ceremonial function, but as he wrote, um, she was not without executive function. Um and she supervised the slow destruction of an order of things she swore in the name of God to protect. Yeah. And he lists them. I mean, she says she can. She has the veto on any parliamentary parliamentary bill, and she has done nothing to that. And she has done nothing to sustain the national identity. Uh, and she could have. And her veto cannot be overridden. He writes. Um, she did not protest 
when the, the English, the British people were lied into the European Union. She is not uh, a sustained our national identity and has allowed many people to overlook the structures of absolute and unaccountable power that have grown up during her reign. Uh, she has fronted a she had fronted a revolution to dispossess us of our country and of our rights within. The Queen should have resisted the offensive weapons bill and firearms bill. I didn't know this that effectively abolished uh, your rights to keep and bear arms for defense. She should have resisted the numerous private agreements that made our country into a, an American satrapy, because that's what you are. She should have insisted every time she met her prime minister on keeping the spirit of our old constitution. And I have more after you interject, um, but she didn't. Over to you. The last uh, monarch who did so was in 1708. So whilst I accept Sean's point and I agree with Sean's point, there is that reality. Here's what I think. The words that she said in 1957, I would agree 100% with them. But I also agree 100% with you, Alana, that she did nothing. And that's why I under under the under other than the ceremonial and the wave yeah. and the gentility yeah. and tea time and scones, what? Well, oh, she did, David, let's not forget she did um sock it to that Meghan Markle. She was magnificent on that, right? She put well, Meghan she, Markle in her place. Well, well she did, but she but she could have done more. And, yes. and, but but maybe and I've seen look at the wedding. The wedding was could have happened in in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, well, possibly. it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't a good moment. Was a the, the the lowest part of her reign was probably the Princess Diana incident in you back in nineteen giving in. Well, well, the, the, I mean. <sighs> That, that, that was another moment of, of of weakness. But I think the other thing about Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, she did have a sense of her job was to keep the monarchy in place. Some of those vows that she made in 1957 were disposable. She disposed of them all, but she, she wanted to keep the monarchy in place. So in other words, because the nation reacted so badly in the way regarding Diana, I think the Queen then did genuflect. And that, that became the Dianification we call it the Dianification yeah. process. And, and what we see at the moment, this is the other thing I wanted to say, and this is why I'm so conflicted. I believe at the moment, 24-7 media in the UK, it's the Dianification of Queen Elizabeth that I'm witnessing. Exactly. Being turned into essentially, you know, the mother of the nation. But, yeah. but she didn't yeah. protect the nation. And also uh, what I point out in my column, which was, actually yep. came from The Economist, which was a brilliant point. She followed actually Markle's, um, the Markle model, in, in which is the communist manifesto, whereby um, all that is sacred would be profaned and all that is solid would melt into air. The communist manifesto predicted and celebrated that crass, crass commercialism would subject national institutions to the revolutionary logic of the global market. Uh, the Sussexes, mused the economist, of embracing capital capitalism in its rawest, most modern form, global rather than national, virtual rather than solid, 
driven by its ineluctable logic to constantly produce new fads and fashions. And I think this is actually Marxism. Um, Marxism foresaw that once you, re uh, you know, reduce, um, you, you, mm -hmm. you, you sully and you sunder national institutions. It is the the people become open to to this crass commercialism, and their brains are addled. They have nothing but uh, consumerism to to hold on to. And I think, as you say, the dianification is pretty much of a piece with that. But it it, it, it absolutely is. It, it it sort of started then. It's continued. And um, but the thing about Meghan Markle, I said, I mean, in your column there, which we're just scrolling through, you're suggesting ban her from the uh, the funeral. She she's going to be in the front row. You know it. You know it. Yeah. She's going to be well, the biggest hat. The biggest hat. The biggest hat. But seriously, when you watch, actually, it's quite a good juxtaposition when you see Kate. I'm a huge fan of Kate. I remember the first, yep. the first time she, I came on your program, I wore. Sometimes my I'm not a shopper, so my husband goes out and buys me stuff <laughs> to force me to shop. Have you ever heard of that? But but anyhow, he bought me this beautiful Erdem top, and that bit was because yes. of her favorite, uh, one of her favorite designers, and so I wore that on our, our show. I'm a yes, huge fan yeah. of Kate, and I think Kate is, is um, she's like the steel, mag a British rose, the steel magnolia, we call it here, and she's so lovely. I think when you juxtapose Meghan Markle and Kate... Um, Middleton, um, you can, yeah, well, as well, it's yeah. a wonderful contrast. You you love the one, and oh, uh -uh. yeah, so them together is not such a bad thing. The, the thing is, there's a kind of strange histor historical echo because you may recall that it was actually the abdication of uh, of King Edward back in 1934 that that, that in pursuance of his American lover, um. An American prince pursuing an American lover. Does that ring any bells? Hello, Harry. Yes. Hello, Prince Harry. Yes. Uh, so I see a historical echo there, and I don't know how it's going to work. She was kind of fun. I mean, I can imagine why he got hung on her. I mean, oh, I think I can imagine why as well. Yeah, but we're not going into that a lot. Yes, she was quite witty. She, what did she say? She said, worry about your face, the other end you sit on or something. She, she was quite funny. She, she had a bit yeah. of which yeah, yeah uh, but, and he followed his heart certainly yes he did which is yeah so so i think that um you know so what we're going to go through now the the funeral of queen elizabeth is next monday in london uh and that's going to be a global event and i Very think un-jewish un we have to bury the following literally the following day this go well, well i mean that's i think that's good this dragging it out for two weeks is but also you know in the middle ages and before it was common sense hygienic to, yeah. you know, to, to because we didn't have all the embalming that you have today but jews have to bury quickly and it's funny mm -hmm. uh, i know this is a detour but it obviously often was a was a reason for um pogroms when Sometimes the Jewish community didn't die as much from the plague as the rest. So mm -hmm. the anti-Semitic thread was that we had caused it. But it was obvious. Sometimes it was just these rituals, you know, washing your hands all the time. You wash your hands mm -hmm. after certain, um, you know, indelicate uh, ac yeah. actions and you say a prayer and you wash your hands before eating after. So, yeah, that just makes me think about 
burial has to be very, very soon after death. Well, well, or, ordinarily, uh, for example, you know, in, in my own case, it's about two or three days. To, it is, which is through I, sort of where I live anyway. That's the way we do it. But in this case, you know, yeah, it's it's basically it's it's a long time, and um, but it's all linked into ceremony and all of this. You know, the body lay in um, Saint Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh, where I've been in, and now it's gone to Buckingham Palace tonight, Alana, and okay. on later it goes to Westminster Hall, um, where it will lie in state. Westminster Hall being quite historically interesting because. Westminster Hall, which is the oldest part of the Palace of Westminster, that's where that's where a previous King Charles, King Charles I, was sentenced to death. The first and only ever, the first and only British king to lose his head, King Charles I, in the Great Hall at Westminster. Why was sentenced? The Great Hall at Westminster, which is where why was sentenced. Why you were sentenced? Because Oliver Cromwell, the Lord, oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Lord, who I I also have sympathies for Oliver Cromwell. He um yeah there, there was there was issues back then and it resulted in Charles losing his head. Let's hope this King Charles doesn't lose his head in that way anyway. But um so this some, is might, some might have said he already had when he when he went after Camilla, but that that union seems to have lasted. How do you think she will perform as queen? I think probably okay, but I mean, again, I've got issues there. King Charles, or well, the then Prince Charles, he did betray his wedding vows. I mean, he did. He was an adulterer. Um, and he's also, I mean, a lot of people, this is now talking about King Charles, consider him to be a World Economic Forum stooge, which may be the case. May, may well, I don't know, but it could be the case. Uh, so, you know, it's a bit like we, we talked about, Alana, the UK has, and even in Sean Gabb's article, um, we, we have had 70 years of, of a degree, a degree of um, calmness and certainly continuity under yeah. Queen Elizabeth. It's, it ain't going to be the same. However it works out, I don't know. But, yeah, you know, will have the power to bring that together but before that you you went with an important theme you said you you viewed the queen as um supervising the dynification of the monarchy yeah. and that that pertains to all the the pop uh impetus you know going pop culture um yeah. lowering the flag was fine she was just you know she was just reading the public sentiment that wanted her to to pay homage to um that dodo diana but mm. um I would not put that on par with the constitutional infractions. She could have sustained England because she would not have been the object of, of um, scorn and hate as the political actors would have had they stood, as the, as the conservatives would have. She could have uh, been that anchor of sustaining um, your ancient rights. And the other thing is a South African that I, that's, it's in my book, it's in my book, um, Into the Cannibals Part, Sean Gabb does mention that only she did she did stand up uh, sooner than than you mentioned in 1979 she bullied Margaret Thatcher to go back on her election promise not to hand over Rhodesia to a bunch of black Marxists so she she was instrumental active in bullying uh, the great lady we covered last time Margaret Thatcher yeah and in 18 in 1987 the Queen bullied Thatcher again to sanction my uh, her uh, home, homeland, place of birth, South Africa. And I have to add, because it's yeah. covered here, 
she, Queen Elizabeth, yeah. listen, you're going to fall off your chair. She knighted Mugabe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Alana, all those criticisms, 100%. I mean, she did one thing that that's, she's being praised for now. Uh, in Back in 2000 and whatever it was, she shook hands with a guy called Martin McGuinness. Martin McGuinness was an IRA commander, a vile, despicable mass murderer, and he she shook hands with him. And the world turned, turned around and said, hooray. And people like me cringed. And she still wrote, she wrote uh, a book covering that. Yeah, yeah I wrote a book. Yeah, and, and that's a, that was a complete betrayal. So I can understand how you feel, Alana. Regarding... Igniting Mugabe. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's lots of other things. Like, like for example, and this is brought up by Americans. I mean, at the same time, David, I'm sorry, he was murdering, you know, the theme of American. Um, uh, you can never say... Um, Blacks are anti-white and, and there's black on white crime. You must say, oh, they are killing blacks. That's the only way conservatives, we spoke about this, yeah. uh, are, can, can stand up. They, they will never stand up for white interests. It's only uh, for black interests. And, um, you know, in, in the same way, um, why on earth did she have to go and knight a person who was killing uh, was it then Debeli? I'm not sure. Mugabe at the time she united him had killed about twenty thousand of his own. Uh, one of the factions, the tribal factions. Yeah, and and, and that's why. Yeah, nobody yeah. mentions that he was killing farmers, but mm. I, I'm allowed to mention the fact that he was killing his own people. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get that, Alana, and, and and that's why you know that the constitutional monarchy is is really far from perfect. But my, I would just ask you this one final question. Well, speaking about just just to to, to maybe uh, offer a corrective feedback, we're not speaking about the constitutional monarchy. It's a it's a good thing. We're speaking about her actions, her legacy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, well, that, that's that, that that is a fair point, and and and. But what we're talking about, and that's why it's good that we do a hard truth in this. There will be very few people, very few people, putting out this kind of conversation, yeah. actually saying that. Well, you know, like I, I think I'm probably very like Sean Gab. I feel the emotional sense of the sadness of what I live in at the moment but i also see all those criticisms i see all of them and i and i i agree with them do, do you know and um and and so i will not be dianified by the british media alana i don't i do not bend down to the media uh yeah. so have you, you know, have you got any examples of how um in particular the american academy has, has responded there's been um you know women I mean, academics were wishing the Queen a slow death. Well, well yeah. Well, again, that's why if you watch Hard Truth, folks, you, you get this all up front. You and I, Alana, spoke about the whole white hatred of critical race theory and the academics, such as there's one particular lady whose name I forget, but she's been she wished the Queen an excruciating death. Uh, because she's so concerned about uh, colonialism history. And apparently she's still in position. She's all over well, fine. The other, the other point, we'll always go back to first to basics, and we will say that white men created the, the discipline 
the, 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 the she's African studies or the some the subpart discipline the fake discipline because uh, mm -hmm. African studies is not a legitimate uh, yes I get you yeah. critical race uh, yeah. these artificial uh, constructs that all rape reality study history and and African history within within the discipline of history fine be a his, history major but that's too difficult all these disciplines whence these women and men who are spewing hatred on our culture, all, all these disciplines have been created by a self-immolating West. White mm. men. White men. Some white men. Not all white men. Not all yeah, white I mean, men. Who elevated someone with probably an IQ of 70 to prof professorial uh, state? Yeah. Yeah, but but the fact is, she doubled down. She doubled down on her. And she career. can. She can. She's. She can. She can. She'll never lose her tenure, or and white men will stand up for her. Although Jeff Bezos did uh, object to her saying um, these mean and ugly things about the Queen, Jeff yeah. Bezos, and everybody's making a big fuss of that. It's like um, Jeff Bezos in this instance is like the the conservatives conservatives. Um, Elon Musk, you know, every stupid thing he says, we hang on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can I ask you a final? We're going to go in a second, but one final thing, and it's on free speech. Um, so, so there's been all these different sort of um, ceremonial parades of the coffin and stuff in Edinburgh, and we're going to see in London. There have been a few instances where people have, individuals have stood up. And, and protested, because not everyone's a monarchist. We do have Republicans here in the UK as well, which to my yeah, mind is fine. That's legit, yeah. And uh, sorry, and, and they, in a couple of instances, they were arrested or they were shuffled away. And I wondered, what what is your view on people being allowed to... Be, some, some guy held up a placard set, uh, outside Buckingham Palace saying, not my king. And yeah. he was... Yeah. So, see, I think I, that's an interesting question. Trust you to to put that to me when we're about to wrap up. It's an interesting and good question. I think that as as a reactionary, a, a paleo libertarian, I am very much for etiquette and and um, you know situational ethics, etiquette, call it what you may. I don't think freedom of speech. There's always a Hyde Park that you you can you can accept for for us. You know. Yeah. I don't think there's a place yeah. for that. I think how, how of course, I'm not for outlawing it, but I don't think there's a place for that because part of a traditional society is decorum and you grieve when you have to grieve. You don't have to um, trash events. You respect um, your fellow citizens. You have fellow feeling for your, yes. your country, for its institutions. So I don't like that at all. Should you legally drag them away? Um, I guess if they are making a nuisance of themselves, and but I don't think there's a place for that in in a solemn event. Uh, it it yeah. has nothing to do with freedom of speech. It has to do with decorum and propriety. And my feelings as a reactionary, I call myself. Yeah. 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 Well, I, 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 Alana, as always, we do kind of align with each other, and so we much. Do. We have the same. Uh, yeah, we, we're. We align a lot. A lot. We're peas in a pod in some things. The, yeah. There was the, the the funeral procession was coming up 
a, a, a something called the Royal Mile, a, a street one mile long in, in Edinburgh. And some young guy started, Prince Andrew was one of the, obviously one of the princes following the hearse. And this guy started to shout out abuse at him, basically. And, and I know some people have, have views on Prince Andrew, but like you, that's not the moment. It's a funeral, for goodness sake, show respect. Uh, do you know what I mean? There's people yeah. I might like, but I would never, ever do anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, time and place. And, uh, you know, the, the funerals, people forget behind all of this, there's a family grieving. That That's the other thing. Exactly. It, it reminds me of the funerals where we had these crazies in America coming. I, I was extremely anti-war, but when uh, I think there were, they were demonstrations at funerals saying um, by the this very extreme uh, faction saying celebrating the death of the person who was who had whose relatives were there to grieve for him because the cause was um, because America's evil and this and that that's that's ugly that's ugly but yeah. by the way the Democrats and our and our opposition would do that. And that's that's for another discussion. I mean, why uh, you have Biden, who's actually came out with, with a hate hate speech against um, about 80, 80 million Americans, and oh, yeah. why you have our our idiots saying he's not unifying us. Oh, please unify for us, yeah. Instead of punching back, I would I, I would you know. So there, there's the our response is always too laid back, and and they'll they'll. Be aggressive and mean and, and murderous. I've got to say, the one thing about the funeral on Monday I'm not looking forward to is the fact that Joe and Dr. Jill Biden will be there and that will churn my what stomach. Are, you, can, you can do an exercise. What are the IQ points between them? <laughs> it's still going to be in double digits. If it's double digits, I'd be surprised, Alana. I'd be surprised. Listen. We, we, we've gone on longer than we planned to, but it's an interesting conversation. And as I say, you know, and, and thanks for taking the time, Alana, just to focus on this one top. I know there's a million and one. Yes. There are a million and one other topics. I feel better, David, and, and thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And again, final reminder to everybody who's watching this, wherever you're watching this now, we really would like you to take a second, that's all it takes, and hit the subscribe button, just so that you then get all the stuff. Our, our, we have the viewers, we had about 7,000 uh, tops on, on Rumble, but you guys are not subscribing. We, we are rocking Rumble. Rumble needs to rock back and subscribe. Look, Alana, hope to see you this time next week and happier circumstances. Thank you so much for, for this evening. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And uh, drop us a comment uh, underneath this when we put this one out and let us know your views on these issues. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye.